Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The information contained on this platform represents the opinion of the host and shall not be understood, construed as or a substitute for medical or health advice. Please see a health professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. It's the Black Health 365 podcast, and we are here to make sure you look good on the outside and even better on the inside. After all, looking good, feeling good, and living a healthy lifestyle 365 days of the year should be a daily choice. Here at the Black Health 365 podcast, we will address the healthcare disparities within the Black community with trusted voices and information to empower a healthy lifestyle. Ain't that right, Britt? I'm talking about mind, body, and soul. Well, greetings and salutations. I feel like it's been a long time since I said that. 365ers, how are you doing? And welcome to the Black Health 365 podcast. I'm Jackie Page, uh, personal trainer, radio personality, joined by... What's good, 365ers? Britt Daniels here, your fit life coach, yogi entrepreneur. This is the Black Health 365, where it's our mission to be champions of truth and change by providing y'all with personalized healthcare information and resources from trusted professionals. Y'all know that we are here to empower the Black community to make healthier choices all year long. Ms. Jackie Page, let's get into this conversation. You know how we started off, check-ins. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. But before we get into the check-ins, you had said something about trusted professionals and the 365ers know we can't have this conversation without a trusted professional. I mean, we could, but I don't think it would be as effective. So with that being said, joining us today, I have Dr. Tamika Henry. How are you doing, Dr. Henry? I am doing quite fantabulous, Jackie. Mm, It's the fantabulous for me. Oh, yes. You know, it's so much going on in the world today. We have to think on the positive mental health and what you said, like having a professional here is great, but you guys represent the people and sometimes they don't want to hear from me. They want to hear what you're thinking, if they're experiencing what you're experiencing. And I'm just here as a guide. Listen, we are excited to have you, 365ers. uh, Dr. Tamika Henry is a board-certified family physician and founder of Unlimited Health Institute. Uh, She specializes in functional medicine and is the author of The Unlimited Detox. So, yes, we are so excited to have her joining us today. Now, we usually start off with check-ins. Britt, I'm going to ask you how you're doing in a minute, but I feel like it's only right because, you know... I just introduced Dr. Henry that, you know, I let her tell us how she's doing first. I hope you don't mind, Britt. Absolutely. Okay, <laughs> I'm like, don't take it personal. I know you said you were doing fantabulous, um, but we do this thing called check-in. So we just like check in on each other, see how each other's mental is doing, how the day's going. So uh, Dr. Henry, how are you doing today? You know, I'm the whole mental is important. And I'm right now dealing with two teenage boys who are one's about to graduate from the eighth grade and one's in the, going into the 11th grade. And so dealing with teenagers and dealing with the whole social media, trying to get them healthy and they play sports. So I'm the typical mom that's like, you know, and I'm just trying to keep my head above water at times. So overall, that's my check in. What am I doing? 
I'm breathing through it and just doing the best that I can do for me at the moment. Mm, definitely love that. Brits, how are you doing? First, I just got to say, doctor, I respect that, the grace that you're giving yourself in that process. That cannot be easy, but I'm sure it's worthwhile in every word that you can say. Uh, Jackie, um, I'm actually doing great today. And the last couple of weeks um, have been some of a, a transformative period for me on my own health journey, um, dealing with relationships, dealing with my business. But today I'm feeling a routine. I think last time I've mentioned how I tie so much of my value subconsciously to my routine and to my discipline, my ability to produce. And I can honestly say um, I'm back in the groove of things. I'm, I'm doing my meditation. I'm drinking my water and I'm eating right. I'm hitting my workouts. I'm setting up appropriate boundaries. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm checking off all of the boxes. I'm allowing myself to have more self-awareness around where I get overwhelmed. Uh, I'm feeling good. And I'm, 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 I'm proud of myself to be stepping into the space. So I feel like a lot of the energy I was giving to others, I'm giving that thing back to myself. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a good space right now. I approve that message. But what's happening this year? <laughs> so for the most part, I'm okay. I'm a little tired because we know that I stay busy. I feel like every other day something new is getting added to my schedule, um, but such is life. So I am really in this space. And by this space, I mean today, um, deciding that I am going to uh, start throwing in a little more boundaries um, and, and being okay with, and I think that's something that I've just struggled with most of my life is just like saying, no, I am a for, I'm unfortunately a people pleaser, um, which I think is part of the reason why I got into like radio and to fitness. Cause you know, you like to please people in both of those, um, but finding balance and saying no and being completely okay with that. So that's kind of the space I'm in um, right now. I'm also kind of bothered, not going to lie to you. Um, so I was reading this art. Well, and we've had this conversation before. Um, Dr. Henry, I am very interested to hear like your two cents on this. But we've been, so Britt brought to my attention, it may have been a, like two or three months ago. Um, was it Chat GPT? Yes, it is. Or, artis, artificial intelligence? Yes. Well, I saw an article today. And I talked about it on air where like major scientists, researchers, it was like over 100 people had gotten together and they had pretty much put out a statement. It was like a one sentence statement saying like we need to be very mindful of this whole AI situation because it could potentially lead to the human extinction. I'm bothered. Well, obviously, human extinction is a very dramatic headline to get people reading it? the article. Um, but I do think there are considerable um, issues <laughs> uh, with AI and things that I think it can do, in, as in the time being, can benefit certain people. Um, obviously, it's going to take a lot. Uh, it's going to take away jobs for people. It's amazing what this technology can do. You can write uh, books, poems, uh, somewhat scripts. High schoolers are using it to get into college. Professors are using it to write syllabus. Uh, it's, it's so many things, and it's still at a fledgling level um, where obviously some of the things aren't completely accurate. But, you know, the, the dangers of AI, you know, I'm a big science nerd, you know, sci-fi nerd. Um, you know, the dangers of AI go back years, right? So we, we kind of knew these things, but now that we're seeing the actual application on everyday iPhones, it's scary. And I'm, I'm very interested. We're going to have a great discussion today about preventative care um going to the doctor and everything we have you know a great guest here to speak with us i'm interested it's perhaps we get later into the conversation um 
What do you feel about AI? Do you feel like it's a detriment to your work position or other positions that you see in the hospital or in the, in the, the preventative care space? Or do you think it's, uh, it's, it's something that's good, right? So, yeah. Well, this is a hot topic and it's interesting because last night my son was studying for a test and he had to write a paper and he had to search to make certain how much AI was in his paper because he had to quote. So if it had too much AI, then he would get a lower grade, but he had to put certain quotes in them inside of the paper in order for it to be justified. So I was like, well, what's the percentage and what is all this AI? What do you mean? But there's, I think there's pluses and cons. Um, the con is it is taking away jobs, right? And then it's also, if you think about it, it's like, you're going to rely on a computer to do so much. Where's the human touch? You know, if we can't, can a human really, can a computer really take the place of a human as it relates to, uh, how was your day today, Jackie? How to check in? The computer is going to have an algorithm to really sort of kind of relate to you. Mm, I'm not feeling that right now. But however, on the flip side, if we think about AI and how it may, as it comes to marketing, you, you're an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur. So obviously there's some AI on my website that can engage on some commonly asked questions, which makes it a little bit easier for my staff and I. So that's a plus there. But when it comes to the human component of it, I'm very concerned about it. Very concerned about it. So in some ways for you, it, 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 it can kind of be like a research assistant a little bit, kind of like, is that how you guys may be using it or no? So how I use it in my practice. So remember, I practice very different than the average traditional doctor. So I practice functional medicine. So from my uh, perspective, when it comes to, let's say, meeting with the patient and writing a note, one of my big drawbacks is like writing a progress note. But if I had the AI there that could go ahead and it's funny because I did look into this um, to actually record the note for me so I can go back and just edit it. It makes the process that much easier. And so therefore, when I get home, I'm done. Or when I get done with what I'm doing, I'm done. Right. So I don't have to worry about it anymore. So that piece is really uplifting and like, ooh, a breather. And that, if I can apply that to the hospital setting too. Physicians, nurses, nurse practitioners, healthcare pr practitioners in general are overwhelmed. And then you have all this paperwork. So if AI can help eliminate some of those tedious tasks, that's great. But as far as the one-on-one -on -one component, no, nah, a computer can't do that. And there it is. Uh, so many concerns, so many uh, potential good things that can come out of AI, but yeah, it's something to definitely keep our, our eyes on. Um, starting to transition the conversation, uh, our 365, as you know, we like to do our Dharma talks. Uh, these Dharma talks pretty much set the tone for the conversation, a little small sermon. And today's Dharma talk um, discusses that peace, the sense of inner equanimity, that really comes from a place of courage, having the courage to face things internally, having the courage to face things externally um, and show up for yourself. Um, that's what we draw a sense of peace from, confronting difficult ideas and concepts and experiences uh, so that we can address areas of our life uh, that we may be trying to numb ourselves out from. Um, and I think that's an interesting leeway getting into this conversation because a lot of people in the black community don't care for the whole. Um, and, and, and are avoiding, for many different reasons that we'll talk about, things that can help them stay sustainable within their health. And so, Doctor, I'm very excited to speak with you about having the courage to be accountable. We like to say again and here on Black Health 365 that we are advocates for our own health. And so this is going to be a great conversation talking about the benefits of, of investing into preventative care. You know, it's interesting what you said, Britt, was one of the first things you said in your check-in was the routine. Like what's you more in sync with your routine. And when you really think about peace, 
I think a lot of times people lack a routine. And so the different things come at them in different directions. And so it falls off course. And then they become more and more overwhelmed. They get more and more, it's not going to work for me. More and more of, well, my mom had this, my grandmother had this, my great grandfather. So why am I even going to try? It's not going to work anyway. So then there's this sense of discouraged. And so when you're discouraged, you don't have the courage to keep moving forward, right? So then that becomes even greater of a problem. Then that gets passed on within the home, the next generation, the next generation, the next generation. So people just give up. And then let's not forget, a lot of us are skeptical in health as it relates to physicians. Like you're just trying to take me out and use me as a test source in the first place. So why should I even listen to you? And I'm like, wait, I'm from the inner city. I get it. I have the same issues, but they're still skeptical of me just because I have MD behind my name. So I joke with them and say, you know what? MD just means major debt. Let's just keep moving forward, right? <laughs> Let's figure out how I can help you help yourself. But at the end of the day, whether you have access, if you don't have access, you have to have the basis of a routine or even take it a step back, you need to get back to the basics. And sometimes there's just so much information out there, right? You can go and Google, you can go on um, uh, Instagram, Facebook, you can go TikTok, anything and get a piece of information. And then you try to figure out, does this apply to me? So now you're like this sense of peace has now even been shaken even more because you have all of these different sources coming at you and you're just like, I don't know what to do. So you're at a standstill. Yeah, absolutely. Um, something that stood out to me that you just said is you said, hey, you know, what? I'm just like everybody else. Like I just got, you know, the MD by my name, which means major debt. Um, and you were saying like, you know, you grew up in the inner city. You understand the struggle. How did you get into to medicine? Like what led you down this path? Interesting enough, um, as a young child, um, probably around 12 months of age, I was in and out of the hospital with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. So in and out of the hospital being poked and prodded. And I remember telling my mom and my dad, um, I really want to do something to help people like my doctors are helping me. So then as I got older, I started to look into my own family's health, where there was diabetes, high blood pressure, elevated cholesterol, obesity, cancer. I'm like, I need to do something to help my family. And I enjoyed science. I'm a sci-fi person too, Brit. So I was like, oh, this is right up my alley. I'm like, I can stay in school all day. So that, therefore, in that experience as a child and then having juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, and now I'm just very much more aware when something's bothering me because of the experiences I had as a child, that I'm like, that's how I got into medicine. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Function, because you also do functional medicine. So you're not only just a family physician, functional medicine. Why functional medicine? Like you could, you could have just said, hey, I'm gonna stop at, you know, being a family physician. Functional medicine, I feel like it's just one of those specialties that you don't hear a lot of people talking about, especially a lot of black people, to be honest. To be honest, you're right on target, but we're coming around. We're coming around to it. So when we think about traditional medicine, it's more so you go in, you get your labs and they may say, Jackie, everything looks normal. And the first thing I need you to start to say is, I don't want to be normal. I want to be optimal. So when you're thinking about your health, you want to optimize your health. 
And functional medicine says, let's get you the root cause. Why am I having these problems? If we think about um, if you think about our skin, if you have a rash, the first thing we may do is put a little bit of ointment on it. And then it's like, oh, it gets better, but then it comes back. And we're constantly doing these quick fixes when we really need to stop and get to the root cause. So functional medicine will say, you know what? You have this rash. The skin is a reflection of the gut. So what's going on with your gut health? And you may be like, you know what? Every now and then I get a little bloated. Every now and then I have a little constipation, but... McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It goes away over time and I just ignore it. But that's your body saying, hey, there's something going on. Let's not just give a pill for every ill. Functional medicine will go back and say, okay, let's work on the gut. Let's clean up the food. Let's work on your mental health. Let's do all this stuff together. And now your skin is better. You're sleeping well. And your quality of life has improved. That's functional medicine. Mm, that's a lot. Mm, now I understand what that MD stands for. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> There's just out there, hootie hoo. Yes. <laughs> and extending from that conversation, you know, today we're talking about preventative care. Functional medicine seems like an extension of that, right? Uh, is that how you would describe preventative care as well? When we think about preventative care in a traditional sense, it's more so like screening. We think of cancer screening. We think of blood pressure screening, cholesterol screening. When you think of functional medicine, you want to think comprehensively. You want to think about, uh, yes, your foods. You want to think about exercise. You want to think about sleep, as well as um, what's going on with your mental health. What's going on at home? Like, what's, the, what's your life like at home? Is there stress going on? What's going on at work? Um, genetics comes into play. So it's multifactorial that you put together this picture of what's happening in a person's life. Because what happens is things build up over time and then it can clinically manifest in different problems in your health. In particular, think about stress, right? Stress, we all have some form of stress. There's good stress, you got a raise, you got a new, you graduated from high school, graduated from college. And then there's this stress where there's stress related to the foods we eat, whether it's inflaming, there's stress related to pain, there's stress related to taking care of someone, financial stress. And then it starts to clinically manifest in different problems where you may have um, gut issues, you may have issues related to your sleep, your skin, you may notice that everything is bothering you. And when you stop and put the pictures together, you're like, oh, okay, you had a death in the family, this is going on at work, this is going on at home, and now it's all clinically manifesting, but we're so overwhelmed, we just don't know what to do, so we drink a glass of wine and call it a night. Mm, that, that numbing effect. The numbing effect, exactly. <laughs> um, doctor, I'm interested taking it to a global level for the Black community. This is Black Health 365. In your practice, in your experience, 
we probably know some of these, but you know, I think it's worth going over them. What are some things that you have seen that are uh, that's afflicting the black community? And maybe if you even want to talk to some historical reasons why it may be affecting the black community. So let's talk about the big one, diabetes, right? We can talk about diabetes, but let's even take it a step further as far as pre-diabetes. And a lot of times the problem with diabetes is it doesn't hurt. Most people walk around and they're pre-diabetic. They don't have any numbness, any tingling, any shortness of breath. So they don't clinically feel it. So it gets ignored. And then over time, by they going to, they're going to see their doctor for um, a knee pain or arthritic knee. And they say, oh, by the way, Miss Jones, you're a diabetic. She said, I just came in here from a knee. What do you mean I'm a diabetic? And then there's a breakdown in you have diabetes. So now I need you to eat better, exercise, and take this medication. But I just found out I have diabetes. Is there some way I can do something else next patient? So now the person's overwhelmed. They have been with this doctor and now they feel like they're lost. And then they're given the instructions to either take some which is the medication for diabetes or take some and it's just too much. And so, and then check their blood sugar and they're like, I don't wanna do anything. I'm just done. So then you talk about historically, I think what happens is a lot of times in general, let's just pick on men. A lot of men, when they are diabetics, men in general don't like going to the doctor. I don't like going to the doctor. <laughs> they don't. Let a woman get a problem. She's, what? look, look, you see this rash right here? Baby, immediately, immediately. <laughs> immediately. So then let's say the, the woman in the home, she goes and she's getting taken care of. And then she goes back home and she says, hey, honey, you know, this is what's going on. Maybe you should get checked. I'm fine. So he's supposed to be, you know, helping, listening and falling in lines. Okay, let me do what my wife has done. It's like, no, I don't want to hear it. So now she's trying to communicate this message down to her kids. And they're like, well, you got two different messages. Mom is at the doctor all the time. Dad doesn't go at all. Or maybe dad or mom is not in the picture. But the message is not clear. Do I take care of myself one way or the other? And then historically, some of the foods we've eaten have not helped. If we think about a traditional Southern meal, it's not the cleanest, right? My kid, what I always hear my kids says, is it yummy and tasty? Well, Southern food is definitely yummy and tasty, right? But does that really helping the arteries in our neck? Is it really helping our heart? Is it really helping our joints? There's a lot of inflaming foods that's really impacting our health. If you really wanna know what the root of all evil is, is inflammation. You get inflammation down, then we go after things. What is inflammation? We hear about this all the time. It happens in your bones. It can even happen in your brain that can cause all type of other mental issues. What, what is inflammation? So let's talk about it. It's, there's two types of inflammation. The one most people are familiar with is something called external inflammation. If I were to scratch the back of my hand and continue to scratch, eventually it's going to get red, it's going to get irritated, it's going to start to ooze, and it's going to look like inflammation. It's going to be red and angry and bothered. That's external. Internal inflammation is more so like the breakdown where you start to get bloated, you start to feel uncomfortable, you start to feel like something's off. And you don't really necessarily have the feeling of like you don't have something to quantify it and show it, but it's off. That's the signs of internal inflammation. When you start to think, when you get that feeling like something doesn't feel right, there's probably something going on and more than likely is related to inflammation. So it's a matter of a breakdown on the inside where you have all of these, you know, if I go down the sci-fi route, we'll go through these different processes that are going on that's trying to tell you, hey, there's something going on because our bodies talk to us. It says, hey, 
you may want to slow down and get some rest. And what do we say? No, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. Then you take something and you're like, oh, I'm a little to have some indigestion. Let me take this Pepsi. Let me take this Tums. I have a headache. People know what to reach for. If I ask those of you watching now, you have a headache, what do you take? If you have a stomachache, what do you take? But that is a sign from the body to say, hey, there's something going on, but we quickly medicate it. So that would be the difference between internal and external inflammation in a simple way of placing it. So does inflammation, can it come from anything? Well, internal inflammation, can that come from anything? It can come from almost anything, especially food, right? So if we think about foods that are inflaming, some of the most inflaming foods are like corn, dairy, soy. A lot of people eat that, right? And I so do. When it starts to, yes, sugar, right? They did a study once and they had a, a group of rats. They had a pile of sugar and a pile of cocaine. The rats went to the sugar. You would think they went to the base. It was like, oh, it's the sugar, the sugar, the sugar. And so what we do, or what, how do you say what we do? What happens in marketing is they'll say, oh, it's organic. Oh, it's cane juice. Or it's, they give it all of these special names. They're like, oh my God, I'm drinking this organic tea full of sugar. Oh, I'm eating this, right? Am I wrong? <laughs> no, you ain't telling that. Well, you? We can have a whole episode on the sugar. Uh, I was Listen. listening to this rapper. I won't say who the rapper is, but he was like, man, it was harder for me to get off the sugar than the cocaine. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There it is. Because people, like, they keep going. And then what I have to say is I have to give people credit because they're trying. They really are trying. Like, I'm trying to do organic. I'm trying to grab this. But knowing that, dextrose is just another form of sugar but it says organic dextrose so people think it's better right and then you think about the different things as it relates to corn and relates to soy and all the different things that are out there and i won't even jump into the stuff that we put on our skin try to tighten and make it more glowing that's impacting our health that's a whole nother topic in itself so when we think about the body and inflammation there's so many different ways that we get we're under attack but we just have to start something simple. If I can start with something small, like what do I do, Dr. T? I'm like, okay, can we start with some water? Can you drink a little bit more water? Because you can't hit people with all these different things at once. You have to start with just a little bit of stuff because it's overwhelming. So I, I tell my clients, can I get two millimeters of movement daily forward? Just two millimeters. Eventually it will add up and you'll get a win. But people want quick fixes. And that's the part I think that's happening in our community. We want a quick fix. Weight loss, right? Want to lose weight. Well, everybody jumps on you. You probably may ask me about, what do you think about What do you think about, you know, losing the weight real fast? You can't take an injection for the rest of your life unless you don't change what you put inside your mouth. Yeah, me and Jackie both come from um, the fitness world and we have clients who we do, you know, health assessments, maybe not as rigorous as your health assessments. Um, let's propose a hypothetical uh, individual. It might be me. Uh, this person works out. They lift weight, they drink their water, they, they try to get their best sleep. And because of all these things, they take new, they take CMOS. <laughs> um, what would you say to this individual who doesn't like to go to the doctor? I would say, let's start with the basics. So we're already someone who is pro-health because we're doing the right things. The first thing I'm going to ask is, what's your stress level like? I'm stressed so many times. I got, I got a lot of work. I run multiple businesses. <laughs> Hold on, Brett. I thought you said this was hypothetical. Let's do this consultation then. So uh, a lot of stress is going on. And you did you say you do yoga as well? Yes, yes. I'm okay, yoga so yoga right. is a great stress relief. But then I also want to know, like, are you someone who eats three meals a day, two meals a day? What's your eating like? 
Uh, I'm right now I'm trying to put on muscles. So I'm eating like four meals a day, but sometimes it's just the same thing. And I don't know if I'm not getting a diverse enough um, nutri nutrients because <laughs> I'm just eating you chicken. Some, you need some variety. And then depending on your age, so I don't know how old you are, but let's say you're over the age of 35. Most people over the age of 35 need some help with breaking food down for digestion and absorption. So immediately I'm thinking about digestive enzymes. I'm thinking about probiotics. And that's another topic because when we talk about probiotics, you should take a probiotic for about three to four months and then switch it out. And you should take it at night away from food. So when people do probiotics, they're like, I've been on this probiotic for three years. And that's why you're not getting all the stuff you need to get because the body adapts. So when we think about your health, I want to also know about like, what supplements are you taking? Because supplements should be just that, supplemental to what you're doing. Because what happens is people get what I call PTSD, post-traumatic supplement disorder. Because they got all these supplements, all these cabinets, all these drawers. They're like, I'm sick of supplements. Well, stop and breathe. Let's start with the basics. You're drinking your water. You're getting your rest. Um, what is your, what's your community like around you? Uh, I would say I have a, a supportive community. Um, you know, I'm in, I'm in the wellness world, so I don't, you know, I don't typically drink often. So I have friends who like to work out, like do yoga with me. So I think I feel, I think I feel supported. Okay, awesome. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The next thing I would talk about as far as stress is above your kidneys are these two organs called the adrenal glands. And the adrenal glands secrete something called cortisol. And cortisol is your stress hormone. When you are an entrepreneur, when you are working as much as you say you're working and you have all these things going on, I'm starting to wonder about the uh, status of your adrenal glands because that can wreak havoc and lead down a path of challenges with gaining weight, getting constantly sick, having problems where you're not um, able to easily adapt, also being challenged by um, blood sugar problems, insulin problems. So that list goes on and on. And I'm also wondering more so about uh, muscle repair, because if you're into gaining muscle, immediately I'm thinking, hey, Britt, are you on glutamine? Glutamine is two for one because glutamine helps build muscle and it helps repair the gut lining. So that's what I'm thinking about for you. If I were to actually be advising you at the moment. Okay, let me head, let me head to uh, <laughs> Okay, hold up, push pause. Don't even let me go down the path. When you go and look at all these different supplements, I want each of you, those of you who are watching, listening, to pay attention and look at the all the ingredients, not the active, but the inactive. And I don't have a problem overall with G, but I want to make certain that you're getting a quality supplement because there's so much, so it's a billion dollar industry. You, you, there's not a shortage of supplements, but you want to make certain that you're putting the right supplement in your body so you can get right on the inside and on the outside. So 
if you're looking at it, make sure it has no soy, no corn, no sugar, no wheat. None of these things that can be inflaming that could be working against all the stuff that you're trying to do. Come on, doctor. Come on, doctor. I put myself in the hot seat. <laughs> Baby, I don't think I was ready for that. Listen, I wasn't ready for it. So, Britt, I know you wasn't ready for it. Come on, come on. We've gone from <laughs> we've gone from come on doctor to come on doctor. Like <laughs> that's why I tell my clients you can get Dr. Henry, you can get Dr. Tamika. Dr. Tamika is like, look, listen, <laughs> Dr. Tamika just said, hold on, Brit, let me sit you down real quick. Really quick question. You had said over 35. Um, if just random, random question, talking about preventive care, at what age? Should somebody consider or start thinking about going or or talking to somebody about preventive care? I don't think I really paid any attention to preventive care until I turned 18. And that was because I had to because, oh, it was time for me to get my annual checkup. But, you know, is it something that I should be doing earlier? Is it something that I don't need? Like, when do you start considering preventive care? That's a great question. I mean, 18 is a great age too, because now you're in this adult phase and you're starting to become more aware of your body and certain things you may be participating in that you weren't participating in before. But when I think about our youth today, they're exposed to so much, so much sooner that they're much more aware than I was at the age of 13, 14, 15, that a lot of times when they meet with their uh, pediatrician, they're going to start to ask more questions because they are more inquisitive. So I would say, if you are someone, if you're, if you're, first of all, if you're a teenager and you're experiencing any kind of problems, if you're having where you don't feel, um, you don't feel supported at home, you feel like, you know, your heart is racing or you feel like that, you know, I mean, you're having more, my son is always having some back pain. I'm like, did you eat right? Did you stretch? So if you're having anything, you want to, first of all, feel comfortable enough with your primary care doctor, your pediatrician to start to ask questions. And in the typical setting, especially for our teenagers, if we think about our 14 year olds, the 13 and 14, the parents are asked to leave the room when they talk to the kid. So there you have your beginning stages of where they start to have the different questions and answers and the conversations about sexually transmitted diseases and what to look forward in college and so forth. So that conversation needs to start sooner than that, but yet they are there's not a parent in the room when you're a teenager. So there it begins there. But when you actively start, definitely at 18, or if you have some other medical condition, then what typically happens is most people I have found in my practice, um, prior to what I do currently, they were on their parents' insurance. So they just went to the doctor that the parents went to. And so they just followed the suit. And we've been seeing Dr. Uh, Michelle for this long. So I just keep going. But then when they start to have to care for their own insurance, they tend to have more questions. Or when they hit college and they're at the student health center for whatever reason, whether it's a cold, then they start asking more questions. But you have to be aware of your body. Remember, our bodies are divinely designed and our bodies talk to us, but we have to slow down and actually listen. Slow down because it will tell you. So if you feel there's nothing, there's no such thing as a wrong question, especially when it comes to your health. You only get one body. Absolutely right. What is something that I need to look for or consider when I'm thinking about finding a primary care physician? I know we've talked about things to look for in other podcasts, we talked about like how to find a therapist or how to find a counselor. But I feel like, you know, 
a primary care physician is one of those things where, you know, you want to make sure that you have the right person that understands your needs and everything that you're going through. So what are some of those things for the people uh, listening for our 365ers? Um, what would you say are some of the things that they need to be considering or some of the questions that they need to ask when they are thinking about and looking for a primary care physician? First and foremost, accessibility. How accessible is the doctor you're going after? I have plenty of doctors who I would recommend, but you can't get on their schedule for the next six to nine months, right? So accessibility is going to be one of the big ones. Next, I would say relatability, because what happens is if you don't feel comfortable with your doctor, you're not going to share what's actually going on. You'll walk in with one or two questions or maybe even five questions, and you'll walk out with the same five questions. That's not where you want to be. Um, and I would not get caught up. Some people get caught up in education and where'd you go to school, Dr. Henry? I'm like, I went to University of Southern California. That's not what's, you wanna make sure somebody can relate to you, hear you, and actually walk you through the steps of what's going on in your health. So you wanna make certain someone is going to be looking at labs. How, um, and in particular, let me just put this plug, make sure you look at your inflammation markers. So ask your doctor, if they're willing to draw your inflammation markers, that's someone I would be on my radar. Like, okay, I wanna work with him or her because inflammation markers are really important. Um, other things is like, what uh, a recommendation from a friend or a family. If someone has been in a family member's life and they're like, they've always been there for me, they've always reached out to me when I was in the hospital or I had an event in my life, they had that personal connection. There's so much to be said about that connection because what happens is we've already talked about how our community is already um, skeptical. So if we're very skeptical and we're not willing to say what's really going on, then you're not going to get where you are comfortable to speak. And then the doctor has to be willing to hear you say, I was on Google and I found this out. And they have to be okay with hearing that because everybody is researching, everybody. And age has nothing to do with it. When my 85 year old person told me, well, when I was on TikTok, I was like, okay, you know what? Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> listening to people and being open to hearing what they have to say. And then taking that back and say, okay, this is what's out there. Let me guide you. And that's what you should have. Your doctor should be there. And what I say to my clients is this. If you're looking for someone to tell you what to do, then I'm not the right doctor for you. But if you're looking for someone to partner with you, then we can do this together. Because at the end of the day, you're the team captain. I'm the team member. And that's what it should be, in my personal opinion. I love that. I love that. So many times here in this podcast, we talk about how we need to be advocates of our own health. And in that process, we need to step into a place of self-agency, uh, investigation into our body. And that investigative process requires self-awareness because our bodies are our temples, but our bodies are very complex. Um, and we have to um, do the work. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy, juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, 
and everything in between. Um, and be ready to receive <laughs> when we can receive. Um, you you know, know, that- I have a question for you for that, because what I hear people say is um, they get so frustrated with their bodies. And what I ask you is, why are you so upset with your body? It's gotten you to where you are right now. So be kinder to yourself. I love that. And that's such a conversation me and Jackie may have. Jackie can speak to it as well as trainers dealing with people who don't feel comfortable. And I've been this person too. I've struggled with obesity most of my life, mental health, addiction. Um, And I, for so much of my life, did not feel comfortable at ease, at peace with being in this vessel. When I looked into the mirror, did not like the, 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 the texture of my skin, did not like the fat on my body. And and because of that, we created this analysis paralysis. I felt like there was so many things to address. Um, and in my pride as a man, I didn't know how to ask for help. Uh, I felt like I had to do it on my own and learn where there were some successes there, but there were roadblocks where it was, it was places I couldn't hit. And I'm even killing as a verb. We always say that too. I'm still learning that. Uh, I still need to take my... Um, I was about to cuss my, my, myself to the doctor. <laughs> right. Like I told you, be you. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> but, I, but Brick, to your point, I think that's something because I've kind of dealt with the same thing. I've had those moments where I did not like, you know, my body. It's take. I didn't like what I saw in the mirror. It's taken time to get to the place to where I am right now. Um, but I'm still growing. I am still learning things about my body. I am still learning to love things about my body. So 365 is, I think that is a great, you know, what's your 365 is, um, you know, one, give yourself some grace, give your body some grace. Okay. Because baby, your body does a lot of things every single day, every single second, every single minute. And you're never going to it, it's you're never going to be at a place where you absolutely just have it all figured out. So just give yourself and your body some grace because, you know, Brit's saying it, I'm saying it, Dr. T is saying it, like we're all in that state of just give your body some grace. It's okay. It's, per- it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. I'm in, I'm in the same state. I'm like, oh my goodness. I just picked up a new sport. I started cycling and I'm like, you know, I don't like the way this kid looks on me. I'm like, but this body just got you up that hill. So calm it down. <laughs> okay. I love that touch point. This body got you here. Take pride in that. That's a great walk away statement. Mm. Uh, two things before we do walk away. I'm very interested um, really quickly. Uh, what inspired you to start the Unlimited Health Institute? Um, You know, when I thought about what I was doing, I was doing geriatric medicine for quite some time and taking care of the elderly I can do in my sleep. I loved it. And what I realized was that people would come in to my, to the nursing home and we would talk and the children and the grandchildren would always say, I don't want to end up like my grandmother, my grandfather, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And I just started working at it. And I was listening to this sermon and it was like unlimited. I'm like, I want people to realize that you are unlimited. So then I was like, okay, how do I help people do this? How do I change the narrative? Like, okay, so you need to have your own practice and I need time. When you're in a traditional setting, you're in and out. You have X amount of time to do an initial visit or history and physical, and you have so much time to do a follow-up. And I'm like, I need time to bond. I need time to just be me and find out what's going on. How was prom? You know, I need to ask all those questions and allow people to relax. And so I started it and I wanted to be able not to have my hands tied by insurance companies. And so insurance companies will say, you can do X, Y, and Z, but I'm like, this person needs all this other stuff. How can I help them? 
And I knew I had to branch out and do something a little bit different. So I started Unlimited Health Institute. Absolutely love that. Uh, the Unlimited, uh, you know, as a yogi that speaks to just my ethos. Doctor, speaking on preventative care, quick statement. If you wanted to leave the 365ers with something, what would that be? Hmm. It would be get back to the basics. And by the basics, I mean, number one, B stands for your body. Take care of your body, whether it's getting enough sleep, putting the, enough, the right foods inside of it, um, making sure you get enough water on, bar, on board. The A, when I think about this, your attitude, what's your attitude towards yourself? Make sure you have the right mindset towards yourself. The S is who's your support group? Who's helping you out? The I is for work on your immune system. The immune system helps you stay healthy. Um, when I think about the C, I go a little bit further as to when we think about community and we think about supporting the S, the community as far as who's your healthcare community? Who's on your team? Do you have your primary care doctor? Do you have a health coach? Do you have a, a dietitian? Do you have someone you're training with? Are you, do you have the YouTube people you subscribe to that's helping you work on you? And then the S is for supplements. Remember, supplements should be supplemental to what you're already doing. So keep to the basics. Mm, 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 mm. If I had a mic right now <laughs> that wasn't plugged up to my computer, I would just drop it because <laughs> that's what that was. That was a whole entire what? Wow. Mic drop. Come on, that was powerful. Um, Dr. T, thank you so much for just sitting down and and chatting it up with us. This was a really, really great conversation. I'm sure 365ers are going to want to stay connected with you. So uh, how can people reach out to you? Um, social media, the website, all that type of good stuff. We got to get the info. Oh, definitely. So for IG handle is I am Dr. Tamika. Now we know we spell Tamika all kinds of ways. So that's T-A-M as in Mary, I-K-A. So I am Dr. Tamika. And then if you go to my website, Unlimited Health Institute. Dot com And then I offer a free, um, what's called an unlimited health strategy call, where you jump on a phone call with my friend, uh, with one of my, I call my staff, my friends, one of my staff and I, and we will discuss how we can be of service to you. And it's 15 minutes and it's something just to invest to see how you're doing, how can we help and then guide you accordingly. Mm, 365ers get that free call in because she said it was F-R-E-E, -E, free. And we love something that's free. Dr. T, thank you so much again. This has been so amazing, so informative, and so many mics was dropped. I don't even know like where to start picking them up at, but thank you again. Oh, my pleasure. So great to be here and keep it going, 365. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, 365ers, I'm Jackie Page. You can find me Instagram, love Jackie Page. And you can find me at ProfitFitness.life. My name is Britt Daniels, 365ers. As always, it is your responsibility to be an advocate for your health. Peace, namaste, and love. Black Health 365 is an Urban One and Reach Media production hosted by Jackie Page and Britt Daniels. Created by Samuel Tatum and Laura Lopez. Executive produced by Brittany Jackson and Kadisha Campbell. Editing and production, Jahi Whitehead. Sales and corporate sponsorship, Patty Johnson.